Welcome, friend. It's time to hit pause on your busy day and enjoy the Sweet Sela Moments podcast. Let's ponder God's Word together and find the encouragement we need to work well and rest well. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is brought to you by Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. Welcome to episode 21 of the Sweet Sela Moments podcast. Today's episode is called Money Problems and Other Big Worries. Oh, money problems. I am sure almost everyone can relate to facing the occasional money problem or two. Or three. (laughs) Sharon, is there ever a time when there aren't money problems? Seems to me that most of us have to make multiple money decisions every day. At least most days. And there's lots of advice out there on how to spend and how to save and how to give our money. I think we all need this topic. Hey, Nicole, yes, I do believe we do. And really, whether you are rich or poor or somewhere in the middle, money can be a problem. If you have a lot of it, you need to choose how to spend and invest wisely, especially as a Christian. How much do you give? What luxuries are okay for you and which ones are not pleasing to God? If you have too little money, you can feel despair and the very real temptation to cheat in some way to get enough to make your ends meet and feed your family. It actually reminds me of a proverb. Mm. The writer is a guy named Agur, son of Jaka, (laughs) in Proverbs 30, 8 and 9, and this is what he says. First, help me never to tell a lie. Second, give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me just enough to satisfy my needs. For if I grow rich, I may deny you and say, who is the Lord? Mm. And if I am too poor... I may steal and thus insult God's holy name. I just That's love really it. I, I think, oh, Edgar, you're exactly right. Yeah, so wow. wise words. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Nicole, even if you have just enough, there can be problems. Mm. I feel like I'm in that middle care category. Yeah. I, I'm not worrying about whether to buy a luxury yacht this year. <laughs> no, not you. No? You're not either? <laughs> no, okay. no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also not worrying about where my next meal comes from. Right. We absolutely have more than enough in terms of food and clothing and a roof over our heads. Mm. But we do have to make decisions about where our money goes because we don't have an unlimited amount of it. For example, Mary, our youngest daughter and family, are living overseas, and we want to visit them. Yeah. Costs money to fly overseas. (laughs) But we also need a roof on our house Mm. within the next five years. So what do we save for? Do we Mm. visit the grandkids? Do we stay home and save for a roof? Yeah. Grandkids, Nicole, just saying. But I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) But that's... That's what I mean. There's always a money dilemma that we have to work on. Mm. Where do we spend it? Money problems happen. Mm-hmm. We, we have to work through them. But they don't have to overwhelm or paralyze us, do they? They don't. But I feel like we can let them pretty quick if we're not careful. <laughs> um, yeah, Josh and I often go back and forth on um, whether I should work outside the home again to help out financially. Um, but then we would have to pay for childcare and all those conveniences and quick meals needed to help keep us going if I'm not home making meals and keeping the house clean so it's it's not always a clear and simple answer it is not yeah which of course helps in the going to god frequently department it certainly does which is where he wants us yep. <laughs> <laughs> well let's dive into what jesus has to say about money and other life worries it's one of my favorite sections of his incredible sermon on the mount you know i can see it in my imagination mm-hmm. people sitting and looking up at jesus in that little mountain place that's, Mm -hmm. you know, got the good sound quality for him. As he teaches, they're drinking in each word. God in flesh spoke 
these words, mm. teaching his creations. Wow, mm. just wow. I mean, so I sometimes I just like, oh, Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. This was God's words to us, spoken wow. through Jesus Christ. It's awesome. It really is. <laughs> yeah, so... Let's read it in that vein for our mm. sweet Sila moment, and you can start, and we'll just go back and forth. All right. So Matthew six nineteen through 34. Don't store up treasures here on earth, where moths eat them and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little hmm. faith? So don't worry about these things, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your Heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Mm. Oh my goodness, I almost want to go back and just read it again. I know. Like this is such a rich times. passage. Yeah, I know. <laughs> be a better podcast if that's what we did. <laughs> it's so full of goodness and yeah. wisdom and reassurance. Mm. Let's start with our favorite verses, Nicole. Okay. You go first. What are a couple of your favorite verses? Um, well, I struggle with anxiety, and I'm a planner and like to try to control things. So all the verses that speak about worrying, there's quite a few in here, <laughs> really, really speak to my heart. Um, verse 27 is, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Oh, it's like, oh such a yes. good, like, God, why am I getting into this frenzy? You've got this. Um, and just about the clothing and the dressing of the lilies and how he cares about us and our clothing. I just, I love clothes. So, it's, <laughs> <laughs> so I love that part. It's just, it seems like a silly thing to love clothing and fashion, but God mentions it here. Like he cares about all of the things, even our clothes, making sure, we, obviously, we have enough first. Yes. I don't think yes. fashion is his priority. No. But, <laughs> but he does care. But he cares that yes. I worry about clothing. Mm-hmm. He just shows mm-hmm. that he loves, he cares about all the little details in our life. And I love that. I do, too. And when you think of birds, for example, and the different colors that he's put on them. Oh, some and of them the are beautiful. vibrancy and the variety. Yeah. God does care about clothing. He yeah. clothes lilies <laughs> and he clothes birds and he clothes them beautifully. He does. So I love, I agree with you. I love 
that he says, even those little things, they're important to me. I think that's so beautiful. It's very comforting. One of my favorites is um, the the treasure storing at the beginning. Don't store up treasures here on earth where Mm. moths eat them and rust destroys and where thieves break in and steal. Store in heaven. And and I love the thought that um, I need to be very aware that anything I buy, anything that I possess, Mm. is going to rust. It's Mm. going to fade. There are going to be stains on it. It's one reason I do not buy super expensive clothing because... I'm awful with stains. <laughs> yeah. And whether I bought it at Walmart or at Talbot's, right. I'll, I'll ruin it. It's still going to get stained. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. So um, it's a really good reminder mm. that a lot of things that we that we put too much emphasis on mm. don't last. Yeah. They really don't. You know, And you know they always say that, but you can't take it with you right. when you die. <laughs> you just can't. So I love those verses, and mm. I also love the reminder that today's trouble is enough for today. Yep. Yes, it is. Plenty. <laughs> Don't add any more. It's not going to help you. Don't yeah. worry about tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it would be so fun. I don't know if when we get to heaven, we could, like, watch, I mean, not a video. That sounds so funny. Can we watch a video in heaven? But if, if we could see Jesus yeah. give the Sermon on the Mount. Did he oh, laugh wow. at that part? Yeah. Did he wink? You know? you know, you've got enough worries today. Why are you going into tomorrow? I wish I knew how he said it. Mm. I really do. Because it's such a clever thing to say and such a wise thing to say. Well, it just shows how well he knows us. He, like, we don't often verbalize those things, but he, he points out so many things that we worry about that we don't even consciously notice sometimes. He knows us inside and out. And I love that he points out like, yeah, don't worry about tomorrow. I know you are. I know you are. (laughs) So don't. Get your mind back in today. (laughs) Yeah. And again, worry does no good. Right. And so what does our God tell us? Don't do it. Don't do it. His commands are for our good. I feel like this is the theme song in the Sermon on the Mount series we're doing this time. They're for our good. Mm. So anyways, well, I kind of pulled out some guiding principles Mm. on this. So um, the first one that I found is the money one. Mm. Number one. You can't serve money and God. Jesus is really clear about this. You can't. So, Nicole, what would serving money look like, do you think? Um, I think we talked about the rich or the poor thing, but I think if you're devoting all of your time and energy into gaining more and more money, that Mm -hmm. seems like you're serving money. Or even if you're at the poor end and you're letting the worry about the lack of money take over your life and consume your thoughts, it feels like that makes you kind of a servant to money. Yes, I agree. And, And I think that's an important point for life in general. God wants no idols, Yeah, nothing before him. And the worry of money or the love of money, if it's elevated Mm -hmm. in our thought life and in the way we spend our time, Mm -hmm. you know, forget serving others. I just need to make more money till I feel safe until my savings account is at an amount that I feel comfortable with. Um, We've elevated it above above God. And he will have no other gods before him, period. That's it. (laughs) So, you know, it's just the way it is. I can remember being really struck by um, the thought that a financial advisor gave Ray and I early on where he said, you have to pay yourself first. I guess it's a common financial thing to say, you know, to always save. I'm thinking, that just does not sound biblical. Mm, It doesn't sit right. It really doesn't. First, I pay God. I do, you know, my giving. He gave me all the things I have anyway. (laughs) Right. So if you have that mentality, I've got Mm. to take care of myself first, 
we've elevated it. And you can't yeah. serve, you cannot serve God unless he's first. He right. doesn't share his glory. No. He doesn't. Not no. even with money. So, <laughs> all right, so we kind of solved that. There we go. Problem. Let's move on <laughs> to the next principle. Okay, so principle number one, you can't serve money and God. Mm. Principle number two, life is more than stuff. Mm. I mean, that's, I, I'm trying to think of a more profound word than stuff, but <laughs> I feel like stuff fits. It's all encompassing. It's really it's good. what it is, is stuff. When um, Mary, our daughter, and four grandchildren moved into our house oh, for 13 wow. months yeah. while her husband was in Afghanistan, we had to do some pre-cleaning like you would not believe. The oh. stuff that normally happens when you die and your kids have to do it. Right. My kids are so lucky. <laughs> I've done it. We're ahead of the game. <laughs> we sure are. We got this huge old dumpster, and I'm ashamed to tell you that we filled it to overflowing. <laughs> I said to Ray, I said, was our basement just a giant wastebasket mm. that we just forgot to throw it all out? What in the world? Why were we I, saving this? <laughs> I know. I had sheets that had really pretty daisies on them yeah. that had worn through. But my friend Julie gave them to us for our wedding. They were special. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Why was I shaving holy, and not holy, but holy <laughs> sheets? Oh, really? Every single picture in a frame we ever had oh, of wow. any of our children or my parents yeah. or Mary's old boyfriend was oh, in my funny. <laughs> Oh, for crying out loud. So anyways, we had to get rid of it or there would have been no room to put real people in. Right. And we certainly weren't going to say, no, we have too much stuff right. that we never look at and are not even aware is in our basement. Yeah. Um, so we made, we made the space for them all. And I really feel like the foundation of our home thanked us. I feel like it lifted <laughs> because the weight from all that junk was just ridiculous oh my goodness. and I can't even remember much of what I threw away other than those categories I yeah. haven't missed anything oh that's nice and what I gained was memory making with mm. my four grandchildren in my home putting them to bed at night and oh. seeing their sleepy little faces in the morning <laughs> because I got rid of the stuff right oh my goodness stuff oh my is God. just so not worth it nope <laughs> what are your thoughts on accumulating stuff Nicole you're probably still in the accumulating years well yeah I kind of do the same thing. I keep everything anyone ever gave me thinking that we might need it or that it could save us money. Mm -hmm. um, my big thing is girls' clothing. I have four daughters and everyone oh gives us bags and bags of times of, of clothes and it's yeah. a blessing. But I had 10 bins of girls' clothes at one point. <laughs> 10 bins. And every season, I would pull them out. It would take me a week to sort through these clothes and move the 4T to the 5T bin and give some out to this child. And it was overwhelming. I was overwhelmed by our stuff. So I got a book about a year ago, and I've been cleaning out our whole house for about a year Good now. For you. Doing categories and little things at a time and just getting rid of the stuff that we don't, we're not using right now or won't immediately use. Like, I'll keep 5T clothes because she'll wear them next year. Yeah. But it's been so freeing because I don't have all the stuff hanging around that I may not use or I, I don't feel guilty about not using it. Like, oh, yes. I should use that, but it's not really my favorite color or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's been so freeing. Um, and it's easier to take care of what we have now. So I feel like I'm able to be able to be a better steward of what God has given us, you know? Um, it also takes the focus off of me providing for any and all needs that might come up and helps me trust God to provide for my family. I love that. See, you, you're getting a way jump start on it from what we were doing. 
we just kind of was out of sight, out of mind, and yeah. we had a big enough house that that worked for us until we moved in a family of six. Right. Yes. Well, yes. you do. You just kind of stick, oh, you just put it away for later, and it gets mm-hmm. forgotten. So we it were does. starting to accumulate a lot of junk in our basement. I was like, yep. oh, yep. oh, boy. <laughs> needs to go. Just yep. needs Let's to go. Let's start this. That's it. It's just stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Principle number three, God knows what we need. I just love that principle. He assures us of this. He knows we need warmth in the winter and shade in the summer. He made our bodies. He knows we need nutrition and food. We just often want excess um, that we not only don't need, but we might be worse off with if we had it. Yeah, but he knows our needs. (laughs) Nicole, is that thought reassuring to you that God knows what we need? How can it help us when we're kind of up against it money-wise? Yeah, it's it's so easy to want more, um, especially in America. Yes, I think our yes. idea of poor is very different than actual poverty around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, if I worry about our food budget, we just eat out less for the month or buy less snacks for the week. Um, I've never in my life worried about where my next meal, if it was actually going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many do. So I think the standard for what I need is not always um, reality. <laughs> so it's a great comfort to know um, for me that God withholds things on purpose purpose and doesn't just give me any and all things that I ask for. Um, I can think of so many times that I thought I would die if I didn't get this one thing. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I didn't get it. And I'm still here. <laughs> Look at you. Yes. <laughs> and looking back, you know, you can see that um, those things really would have been bad choices or they yes. wouldn't have benefited me, you know? No, no. It felt so big at the time. Yes, I know it. Yeah, and especially if everybody else had it and you right. were a teenager. Oh, yes. That's, that's like the big age for really, really wanting what everybody else yes. has. So, and in, you're right. Sometimes it hurts us if we have yeah. too much. It really does. You're right. Yeah. I remember when Ray decided that after retiring from the military, he wanted to be a Christian school teacher. Mm. And he became one at a startup school at the time. Portsmouth Christian was only one year old for the high school at the time. And his salary was, I think, 18,000 a year. Very little money. He had a pension, but even with a pension, we dropped $40,000 a year. Oh, that's a big hit. Bam. It was just gone. And so I was like, wow, this is what God's calls us to do, but Mm -hmm. that's a big drop. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And the fun thing about it was, Nicole, we never lacked for anything. Mm. I can remember praying when we were still in Germany, thinking, all right, I'm going to have to buy food in bulk because it's cheaper that way. And, you know, you you use our food budget better. I can't just go shopping every time I want. But I need a freezer. But buying a freezer costs money. So should I really buy a freezer and sort of saying, Lord, what would you like me to do? No joke. This is so true. I love telling this story. (laughs) I got home and we stayed with Ray's parents while we were looking for a house to rent. And my mother-in-law said, Sharon, I have something to show you. She'd entered a contest at Sam's Club and won a freezer. You're kidding. I'm not. Oh, my gosh. I'm not. There was my you freezer. You can't make that stuff up. No. I cried. And she's oh. like, oh, honey. I'm like, you don't even know. You don't even know. Yeah. God gave so, me this freezer. There was the freezer that we needed. Oh, and honey. there was no money for clothing. Yeah. There just wasn't. Yeah. So 
amazingly, I had started teaching piano and a couple of piano students had girls that were just older than my girls and they gave us the clothes they outgrew that were not worn at all and were actually more fashionable than I might have chosen for my girls. So isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, I had an adult (laughs) piano student whose mother uh, was kind of a shopaholic, which is a sad thing. It's not a good thing. However, she gave me all her excess clothing, some which still had the tags on it. Oh, wow. We dressed well. You guys made it like bandits. Yeah. Yeah. And then sort of the last frontier was I had to give up vacations. And we had been living in Germany. Vacation was Austria for us back then. Or the Black Forest. Yeah. I was into my big vacations. Yeah. There was no money. I mean, maybe we would save our quarters and dimes Mm -hmm. and whatever we had at the end of the year, which was between $100 and $120. That was it for vacations was our change. So then an old friend from high school and I reconnected a little bit and she asked if we'd like to stay in her beautiful home on Cape Cod and take care of her cat for two weeks in the summer. Oh my goodness. We could walk to the beach and it was a beautiful beautiful. home. And there we were vacationing. We Mm. loved that cat. Oh, I bet. Oh, we took such (laughs) a vacation cat. cat. (laughs) And for years, for years, every summer when they went away, it was our job to watch that beautiful cat. And we prayed for its long life. (laughs) I just love that. He cares about all, you know, I, we have so many stories of that too. You know, we're just, you don't have the money and this little weekend pops up for work or someone offers. We had a little place in Cape Cod too. My uncle offered to us that we stayed in and we just spent like what we could, you know, on meals. And it was such a nice little vacation, but God always provides. If we truly trust him. He provides our needs, and then he gives us some beyond. Wants too. He exactly. always does. Yes, yeah. he knows. He does. And <laughs> and the fun thing about not having, and for that season in, in our lives, yeah. we not halved. We right. just <laughs> <laughs> is you get to see the miracles right. in a, in oh, a yeah. unique way. And I I have a whole list. I have a book called My Little Book of Miracles. I'm wow. now I'm actually book four of that. That's series, amazing. yeah, <laughs> but just, more than I could possibly tell you. But anyways, well, you never would have been that excited over a freezer if God had never. Given it to you. Like who gets yeah. excited about a freezer? Who does? <laughs> but I what was is a like, God freezer. It's a God freezer, and we filled it, and yeah. eventually we gave it to House of Hope. Oh neat. Oh, <laughs> so I it's love still that. being used for God's glory. Yeah. So so good. So that was number three. God knows what we need. Number four, we are told to focus on God's kingdom first and not on other worries. Mm -hmm. So from that first mention, at the very beginning of what we read, that we should store up our treasures in heaven to where Jesus says, seek the kingdom first, we are redirected in where our thoughts and efforts should go. And they shouldn't go to accumulating wealth. Mm. So, Nicole, what kind of treasures can we store up in heaven? What does that even mean? You know, honestly, I'm not super sure. I don't, don't we get like a crown of life or something someday? I always think like we're adding we jewels to jewels it. Jewels to the crown. <laughs> yep. But I think we give it to God. So I really don't know. We may have to do a podcast on this. Yes, we might. It's, <laughs> on the end times. And yeah, I think part of it is character. In, in heaven... Um, Jesus says that some are going to be in charge of a few cities and some in charge of many. Oh, do I understand that at all? But there's this huh. parable, yeah. you know, and if you if you are given one mina, you can make five out of it, and all this. There's all these parables. We will have to do a study yeah, on this. I'm very curious. But somehow our character here is going to matter in heaven. Mm. I don't know how exactly, but it is. But it's worth paying attention to. It is because heavens are forever home so we want that to be a nice (laughs) and jesus thought it was important to mention so the reward must be good he does mention it quite a bit he does yeah he talks about rewards Hmm. we don't want to talk about rewards because we want to be humble yes and and it's good that we want to be humble yeah but i would love to do a study on 
what are these rewards and mm. why is why does Jesus feel like we need to know about them? Right. Because he does. How they so. pertain to heaven. Yeah, that would huh. be interesting. So, okay. Well, this reminds me, this part about not, you know, accumulating money and all this stuff, of a story Jesus told about someone who was way too comfort focused. Mm. So, <laughs> can you read Luke 12, 13 through 21? Sure. <clears throat> someone in the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And then he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, This is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and then and there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up for up things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. Hmm. Wow. Seriously, we need to be grateful for every good gift we are given, mm. don't we? And not think we need more, mm. always more. I mean, he had more than he needed, so he built more places to store right. more than he needed. And that's just not right in a world where so many have so precious little. Mm. I think we really need to stay close to God so we hear his whispers to our hearts of when and how to give generously and not hoard. Mm. I remember a lady that worked in a thrift store in New York when we lived there saying to me, she said, I'm not saying you can't have sweaters of different colors even, but do you need three green sweaters? Mm. Could you give us two green sweaters? Wow. And thinking, wow, she is right. Yeah. We have such surplus here in America that I have shades of green sweaters. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do we really need to hoard quite that much? No. So I think even VeggieTales said it in one of the videos my girls was watching. It said, if you have two to spare, then you have one to share. Oh my goodness, VeggieTales. VeggieTales. That's awesome. Profound. I love that. Yeah. Like, oh, that's been a good, it's in my head now. I'm like, oh, I don't really need to. I have one to share. I have one to share. Yep. And that's what we ought to do. Right. It really is. And it's an individual decision. I know that. Right. But I think all of us need to get that main lesson that we need to be careful to put God's kingdom ahead of building one of our own. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Build bigger tables, not bigger barns, right? <laughs> there you go. That's beautiful. And share. Yeah. And share and share. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Well, let's look real quickly at this I section thing. We may not be able to completely understand it, but mm. we'll take a quick peek. It says, your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. Mm. What in the world did, did this, this little segment in this section seems a little out of place to me, but I know Jesus always has a reason. Right. Do you have any thoughts on why that eye thing showed up? It's, well, our eyes are the thing that points us toward what we're focused on. You know, the, usually oh, you don't reach in your hand. Like, usually your, your eyes see, like, even with Eve in temptation, she saw the fruit first and then her hand followed. Uh -huh. I think, like, they're, you know, the window to our soul and all that. But what we see 
determines where our heart and our actions and our lives kind of follow, maybe. I love so that. if we're looking at darkness or unhealthy things, that's how our our insights are going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I maybe like we that. fool ourselves. You know, um, we've been talking about blind spots at church. Our pastors have been preaching on that. And the verse, the part that says, if you, if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness yes. is. So if we fool ourselves thinking that what we're doing is right, you know, that's even worse. It is. It is. And yeah. it's a deep, deep darkness. Yeah. Yeah. To be unaware yeah. of it. So I don't know. That's, it's an interesting verse. For it sure. is, yeah. <laughs> but our eyes are what see the things, yeah. and if we're just seeing shiny things for us, right? Too, that's not where God wants us to focus. Right. But if we're seeing the needs of others, mm. then when we have to, we share one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's so maybe, there's that's something. Good. There's something to do with all that. That is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. No matter how many times you and I read a passage of scripture, there's more. <laughs> There's always, There's always more. more. Yep. You know, it's not like you read it once and you're like, well, read that book. Check. <laughs> <laughs> we can read this beautiful big book for life and over and over the living God mm. will speak yeah. to us. And at different times, different parts will be highlighted by the Holy Spirit that lives within us mm, so and good. who is there to show us and guide us. Mm. So we're very, very blessed. We, we are. really are. So let us pray. <laughs> Father, thank you. Thank you for your concern for us, for your love for us, for the way you whisper to us, don't worry, I see your needs. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for reminding us that our focus needs to be on your kingdom, on you who love us, and not on the worries that can derail us so easily. Oh, Father God, help us to live in today, to ask you for strength for the day and to trust you with all our tomorrows. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I am so glad we got to talk about money issues and why we don't need to stress over them. Thanks for joining us on this ride through the Sermon on the Mount. We love hearing from you. Podcasting can be a bit lonely. Sharon and I talk, but we have no idea who is listening and what they are gleaning from what we say. We pray and trust that God uses these episodes to bless you. But we'd love to know how he has, so write us. Go to sweetsela.org slash podcast and find today's episode and write us in the comments. Share, like, and follow us. Give us a nice review and make our days extra bright. If you are able to, donate at sweetsela.org slash donations. But whatever you do, friends, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will fall into place. We look forward to being with you again next week for episode 22. It's called, Do We Really Trust God? Can't wait to discuss this one with you, Sharon. Until then, may God bless you, friends. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.